non-Salah and Vardy owners pay the penalty and the second penalty. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on this episode we discuss whether Salah to Bruno is still a viable plan. Are Man United and Man City players still in our thinking now game week two is almost upon us? How can we fit in so many premium players? Is it time to reconsider the Liverpool defence? Could it be a sweet time to jump on the toffees? Welcome back listeners to episode 186 of the FPL Surgery podcast. We are recording on Tuesday the 15th of September 2020 and finally football is back and there's no more endless tinkering to occupy our thoughts. Well, unless you clicked wildcard about an hour after the game week one deadline. Hi, Josh. Hello, mate. You all right? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, good. How's the, the wildcard tinkering? I assume you're already doing that. Yeah, I am indeed. Um, I'm fairly settled already, to be honest. I think once I'd watched the Chelsea game last night, I think this morning I had another little tinker and I kind of, you know, pretty happy with what I've settled on at the moment. I guess you're well practiced after last week, you, <laughs> and you, at least you won't have to think about it for a long, long time to come. Now it'll probably be nearly 2021 till you wildcard again. Yeah, it'll be a be a long time when the uh, back end of the season double game weeks happen. I'm guessing. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, so this week's guest, it's the winner of last season's FPL Surgery League with an incredible finish of 24th overall. So please welcome Torre Hagen Backer, aka Backalicious, on Twitter who finished 24th overall. So 24th, where was that in Norway? <laughs> it's the fourth place uh, trophy, as we Arsenal fans call it. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's very, very suitable for an Arsenal fan then. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I was yeah. runner-up in the, in the Arsenal league. Oh, brilliant. Oh, wow. wow. Well, did you, were you not tempted to choose? If you choose a team like Burnley, perhaps you can, you know, it's easier to finish first. <laughs> no, I can't change the team. That's uh, You can change the wife, but you can't change the team. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I can't wait to hear about, obviously, your season last year and also about our Game Week 1 teams. But I think, first of all, we're just going to go to Alan, FPL Diagnosis. He's just going to run over a few stats from from Game Week 1. Hi, guys. Alan here with some key stats from Game Week 1. We start off with the Game Week's biggest overachiever in Mo Salah, who scored three goals from an XG of 1.96. And while two of the goals came from the penalty spot, he also had the most touches in the opponent's half with 82 and the most shots of the game week with 9, with 3 being on target. Notably, Leeds recorded a total of 0.33 xG in their 4-3 loss. Bamford got his goal from a total of 0.08 xG. Can the biggest underachiever last season become the polar opposite in the Premiership this year? His 200,000 new owners are hoping he will. Looking at a defender who overachieved, we have Reese James, who scored one goal and one assist from a combined expected goal involvement of 0.12. And Jamie Vardy got a brace from two penalties. In the same game, he recorded a non-penalty XG of 0.00, which is a roundabout way of saying he didn't do much else. It did, however, mean a severe nosedive for Sam Johnston's career penalty save stats. It was all Everton in the Twitter sphere on Sunday as thousands of managers regretted getting that Amazon Prime subscription. James Rodriguez showed a lot of promise by creating the most key chances of the game week with five in a game where Everton were able to exploit space left by Matt Doherty at Spurs' right flank. Notably, 5.5 million mid, Abdoulaye Ducouri recorded only one fewer created chance, although he didn't take a single shot on goal, highlighting the slightly deeper role he'll be playing at Everton this year. 
In the same game, Richarlison was the second biggest underachiever of the game week with an XG of 0.74. And we finish off with some actual achievers. Raul Jimenez got the highest XG of the game week with 1.03, closely followed by Callum Wilson and Alexander Lacassette at 0.9 each. Not the trio being talked about the most this weekend. When it comes to injuries this week, the main talking point is the hit that Timo Werner took. People noticed he had an ice pack on his leg after coming out of the game. Apparently he took a knock while falling in the collision that got Chelsea the penalty. In his post-game interview, Frank Lampard likened it to a dead leg of sorts, saying he expected the striker to be back in the starting lineup facing Liverpool at the weekend. Looking over the replays of the collision, I have to say I agree, it did not seem like a high-impact situation and Timo Werner also managed to play the entire 90 minutes. You'd think the medical staff would have looked him over at half-time and pulled him from the game if there were any major concerns. The highly owned striker is staying put in my team. That's all for this time, folks. Back to you, Rich. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Alan. We'll start with you, Tori. How was your How was your game week one? I scored uh, 56 points, which, uh, yeah, it sucked, really. <laughs> uh, all of my decisions... Before I set up the team, was a bit 50-50. I kept Nabomiang instead of Salah. Chose Egan instead of Saiz. But in the end, 56 points, it's uh, it's a good, bad week. You can build on from this, really. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an above-average score. So Yeah. Yeah, so it's not going to ruin your season. No. <laughs> no. Um, and what, how, how did you get on then, Josh? Uh, 69. So, um, yeah, quite happy with that. I captained Bamiang, um, I owned Salah, and I owned Romain Sice. So that was the uh, majority of my points, really. Yeah, just squeezed inside the top a million in terms of game week rank and obviously now overall rank. So, yeah, you took the 69 points and then tore that team up straight away. Exactly. So none of us captained Salah, but I'm the only person that didn't actually own Salah. So I did still manage to get 58 points, which was pretty remarkable really the thought process behind me going without Salah was so I could get three premium strikers so I had Werner Kane and Vardy I think like you said Tori like it's a good week to have a bad game week my score was above average I think I got away without having Salah and I I do think I made a mistake because he was my favorite captain for this game week but I don't want him long term so I don't have to make that decision um you know if I keep him or not just want to thank our new patreons so this week we've got james from planet fpl mike cambridge john Truelove, and damian ingham they've all come in in at the slack level if you want to join the fpl surgery patreon please google fpl surgery patreon you can go on bing and search for fpl surgery patreon or you can go to patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery as always we'd like to give an extra special mention to the patreons who pledge at the highest level they are andy portlock vince poyle rom frosk and Ross from FPL Merch, who actually hit his Kickstarter target. So well done, Ross. First headline is Salah to Bruno. Do we stick to the plan or not? Now, we got questions in our Slack channel from, for example, FPL Mediocrity. Who has the cojones for Salah to, Salah to Bruno now? What do you think? I mean, is that a plan you had in your mind? Yeah, it was the, the main plan in this game week to go Salah to Bruno. What, what should I say? It's uh, Salah had an amazing game. He had nine shots 
Ait was in the box. He had 21 touches in the box and got the two penalties, of course. Bruno, he, he just came back from Portugal or something on holiday. They hasn't uh, played a game. We don't know how his shape is. We don't know how Manchester United is. It's pretty hard to, to sell Salah, but, but then he was a bit lucky too. So yeah, it's a hard choice. They are meeting Chelsea next, and the defense they have, it's oh, it, it's so bad. I saw the game uh, last night, it was awful. And he could uh, score goals there too, and even get penalties. So I won't do that transfer. Yeah. Maybe later, but not now. Not now. So you'll be you'll be holding Salah. Yeah. I have bigger yeah. uh, fries. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Um, I mean, obviously you're wildcarding. So I guess we could phrase the question differently to you. I mean, is Salah going to be in your wildcard team? No, I've taken him out, um, but I haven't actually included Bruno in my wild card. So, um, yeah, I'm going with neither. Um, I think with regards to Salah, yeah, you know, he scored a hat-trick. Great. You know, first of all, you've got to, you've got to remember two of those were, um, were penalties. And the other one was a great strike. But as, as, as has been said, he had a, he had a pretty low uh, non-penalty XG in the game. I think he did look great. He did look very, very sharp. We have to remember, though, this time last season, Sterling was the game week one uh, hat-trick away to West Ham. Um, and what did he do in, in the run of games after that? Not a great deal. Um, I think you need to also look at Salah and look at the fixtures and realise there's a 12 million player sat in your team. Um, the fixtures haven't changed from from what we thought of them prior to game week one and I think it comes down to captaincy if you're looking at those fixtures coming up and you're going I'm going to captain Salah that week I'm going to captain Salah that week or even maybe you're going to captain him this week um, away to Chelsea then, then then great stick with him but I think if you're not planning to captain him over the next you know a uh, few weeks and then I think yeah you can sacrifice him um, and, and and move to uh, move to Bruno quite easily yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you both about. Um, I mean, I'm, obviously, I don't have him, and I'm not going to be bringing him in. And I think it does come down to when you'd be captain him again. I guess it is different for you though, Tori, because w- do you know when you'd captain Salah next? I mean, I, I understand completely why you're going to be keeping keeping onto him because if you downgrade him, you've still got money in the bank anyway. But I mean, do you have a plan for him? You know, are you going to captain him in in the next couple of game weeks or just just hold him? You could the captain against Aston Villa, maybe against Arsenal too. Uh, but uh, the thing about Salah to, is that uh, he scored in this game 8.5% of his total points last year. So if you you could actually sell him now because uh, he will probably go quiet for uh, three, four weeks. It's like selling a stock when it's delivered. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's very <laughs> true. That's very true. Something I noticed is he doesn't score many goals away. He scored four last season. Yeah, he's a home man. Yeah, he really is. So I feel for that price, you need to captain him in the, in those home games. And I don't know. I, I understand why Josh has got rid of on wildcard. But I think, yeah, for, I think you're, you've got a very tough decision yourself. The next standout game is uh, in game week seven, home against West Ham United. Yeah, and that's quite a long way off, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, game, game, week, game week six, they've got Sheffield United at home. So it be interesting to see what Sheffield United are looking like um, by then. Obviously, they got beaten by Wolves on Sunday. Man City, I know it's away, but Man City are away at West Ham. And I'd I'd expect a lot of people to have Man City players by then. Yeah. So 
I mean, it, it's not a standout captain in, in game week in game week six. I mean, it's a yeah. possible captain. But... No, it's game week seven's the one that 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 the eyes are on really, and and again, it, it also depends on how West Ham are looking by then. But if, if anything to go by. Uh, you know how they were against Newcastle game week one, then yeah, so it's a plum fixture. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're all bitter because we didn't captain him, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a big reason I didn't start with him because I didn't see when I was going to captain him outside of game week one. We have, I mean, Pirlo's pen, who was on the pod last week, he's asked, am I mental for following through with Salah to Bruno? I mean, I wouldn't say it's mental. I mean, that was that was obviously that was his plan, wasn't it? I mean, do you have anything against people doing that move, or is it just is it one that's not for you, Torre? No, it was my original plan. But uh, then I saw Kai Havertz uh, playing football last night. Then uh, <laughs> I have to sell him. It was awful. It was the worst uh, footballer on the field. Would you want Havertz back, though? Because I've actually sold him already because I'm wildcarding next week. They, they're fixed after. They have West Brom after the Liverpool game. Yeah, you have to see against Liverpool. But uh, I think he needs uh, three, four games. To, to get some confidence and hopefully Lampard start using him right. Yeah, I think he's going to be transferred out by quite a lot of people uh, this week. I mean, the only thing I'd say on it is that you've got to remember he's 21 years old and uh, obviously massive, massive price tag. Um, so a lot of pressure and weight on his shoulders. The other thing is he is, while he's quite tall, he's, he's, he's got a very sort of skinny structure and, you know, the, the premiership might not, be the easiest place to come to with that and being 21. So he might take a little bit more time to bed in compared to Timo Werner, who's quite a thick set, quick, you know, dynamic, looks made for the premiership. So, you know, but I think, you know, he's, he's 21. He's going to, it's going to take time. And um, I still expect him to, to start and play against Liverpool. It's just, it's just how quickly he adjusts. I also think, in an ideal role, in an ideal world, he he would have been playing in the ten role, not on the right. When Zayach is back and playing on the right, and Havertz is in the ten where Loftus Cheek was playing, then you'll probably see the true Kai Havertz. Yeah, because he looked uh, pretty insecure when uh, Reese James just came bombing ahead, and he didn't know what to do. So he went uh, down into the midfield and. Uh, he looked like a defensive midfielder, really. Yeah, yeah. I can understand uh, why it's more of a concern to sell him this week than uh, than selling Salah, though. Yeah, because he he's unproven as of yet, isn't he? It's just, I think, you know, a lot of people are very excited about him. I also think a lot of people, even if he'd played quite well, would want to jump on Pulisic, you know, the second he's back, because he's proven in the Premier League, even though they're both they're both 21, I think. I think Pulisic is the one I eventually want more more than more than Havertz anyway. I think a lot of people used it as a placeholder and it's not looking like Pulisic is going to be back any time soon. Now we've got a question from JWFPL on Twitter. They're saying that they went with Mane and with the record Salah has against lower placed opposition, should I really be worried about not having him until the Villa game in game week four? So but just, just pretend, so Tori, pretend you have Mane in your situation. Yeah. Would you feel differently about removing Mane than you do removing Salah? Well, if I had uh, money, I would uh, keep him because now Salah has delivered and it's uh, Mane's time next time. That's true. That's, yeah, that's what the prince said. And I, I quite like that logic. I do quite like that logic. What about you, Josh? I know you, you're a big Mane fanboy fan and have posters on your wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think I would I would keep Mane if I uh, if, if, if I had him at the moment and I wasn't wildcarding. Um, I did actually almost go into game week one with him uh, instead of Salah, but it was uh, it was head over heart really to go with uh, to go with Salah and essentially 
you know, cover the the second or you know second highest captaincy option. Uh, obviously, you know, along with uh, Bamiang, who I had and, and captained. But I, I think with regards to Mane, if you look at the fixtures coming up, they are more Mane type fixtures. Um, three out of the next four away from home. Last season, he was better away from home than Salah was. Um, I think you've got some tougher defences. Obviously, in the next four, you've got Chelsea, Arsenal, Villa, Everton. Villa were pretty good after uh, after uh, lockdown um, in terms of their defensive stats. Um, Everton have tightened up now with the defensive midfielders on board, Allen and Decore. Chelsea, yes, all right, you know, we're a bit suspect in terms of our centre-back pairing and, and Kepa. Um, but I think, you know, we'll still we'll still play like... You know, it could still be a tough game for them. And, and Arsenal looked great defensively under Arteta recently. So I would say, you know, they are more Mane-type games. Um, so there's no reason why he can't uh, haul in, 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 in one or two of those games. Mm. But again, my question would be coming back to captaincy. Are you going to captain him any of those four games? If you're not, is it is it maybe worth getting rid now and uh, and, and actually getting someone in there like Bruno or, or KDB or whoever who you feel that you would more likely captain over one of those next four games. Mm, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, I think that pretty much wraps it up then, really, for that topic. I mean, the people with Salah, you know, it's a, it's a nice position to be in. Obviously, you've got a haul. But we'll move on to our second second headline. Now, that's where does this leave Man United and Man City assets for game week two? Emma on our Slack channel, she's actually asked, are you able to take us through a statistical analysis that influences your views on the Man United attackers, please? So what I've done is I've very quickly looked at the players' non-penalty XG um, from restart, so game week 31 until the end of last season. Now, I've removed non I've removed penalties just for, you know, for clarity. You can obviously bump Bruno up a bit if you, if you see fit. Um, but actually, Rashford, for, for non-penalty XG and XA, actually comes out on top with 3.12 goals and 1.87 assists. He's slightly head of um, Martial, who comes in second for that metric. Bruno actually comes in third. And Greenwood, um, I mean, he seems to bust all his stats, you know, completely. So, I mean, Josh, what's your take on it? What influences your views on Man United attackers? Captaincy. Again, um, I think you, you're not going to, you know, they're a different price um, since the start of this season. So we're not going to probably have the luxury of having um, three of them in like a lot of people did um, after lockdown. Um, and I think that um, if, if you did go for three, it's going to significantly impact the rest of your team and also obviously having other premium uh, attackers from other teams. Um, I think, yeah, it, it start at captaincy. Look at look at look at those four. Okay, well, three. Let's take let's put Greenwood aside. Look at Bruno. Look at Rashford. Look at Martial. Which one of those three do you feel is your favourite pick? captaincy wise and then work backwards from there if you want to have a double up personally for me martial i think he is the one that i like the look of most for captaincy um i feel that when am i most likely to captain a player when they're playing at home in a plum fixture he's got the best home form um i think rashford is great but he's a little bit unpredictable and i think bruno obviously a lot of his returns come from set pieces um and how and it's it's quite difficult to predict 
when a penalty is going to occur. You could argue it's just as likely to to occur away to Man City as it is at home to West Brom. So yeah, Martial is my uh, is is my choice out of the three of them. But yeah, each their own. I'm sure everyone everyone feels differently about and uh, you know about them. And I know there's a lot of Bruno fans out there. Yeah, it's it's good that people have different you know different opinions on it, different ones they like because it makes the game a bit more mixed. I mean, Torre, how how do you go go about you know choosing what Man United players you might want? Well, I would do the same as uh, Josh really because uh, I love Martial. He, he looks on fire. He, he just gets keeping better and better, and it's a nice price. Bruno, of course, with the penalties and the set pieces. Rashford, uh, Rashford never cut the mustard for me really. He just either goes missing in action or gets an injury. So, yeah. One thing I was also going to add as well is bonus points. Um, last season, um, Martial, class as a midfielder, always struggled to get bonus points unless he had two attacking returns, whereas um, Rashford only needed one goal and he um, was straight in the bonus. And it will flip this season. Um, you, you know, it, it will be Rashford that will struggle to get the bonus now and it will be Martial that will be a bit more like a Vardy, a Danny Ings um, in terms of one goal, three bonus, particularly as he's such an elite finisher. Um, so I feel feel that that's quite a contributing factor to my thinking as well. What Are you, are you saying he get better bonus points being classified as a striker than when he yeah. was a, a midfielder? Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, Rashford's a funny one because I didn't like him when he was a striker, but now he's a midfielder. He's actually very, very tempting. And I I think I like Rashford the most, which is it's funny because I'd actually gone for a premium strike force so I could get Martial in. And I think it's only really been the last few days I've been thinking, actually, I'd quite like Rashford. Bruno, I feel like he, he's a player I wouldn't captain. So for 10.5, you know, I wouldn't get him in. Bruno is amazing in terms of um, you, you. You can put Bruno in your team, and you can hang your hat on him getting two hundred points this season, without a shadow of a doubt. He's going to get two hundred points this season. But how often are you going to captain him? And that's the big thing for me. Do you want to? Do you want to have him sat there and trickling in the points, which is great? But how many times are you going to captain him? And, um, you know, I, I personally, you know, for, for 1.5 million cheaper, would rather have Martial that I personally feel more comfortable captaining because I can cherry pick the games easier than I can with Bruno. Um, and then I might, and I, and I would rather go for someone else instead of Bruno um, that I feel, you know, as an alternative to Martial that I can captain maybe, you know, uh, at points, Aubameyang, Salah, KDB, Sterling, etc. The one thing I'd say about Bruno, I'll defend him a little bit, um, is he's a bit like KDB that when he scores a penalty, because he's good at bonus, those penalties, are, they're almost worth eight points. So I think that's the one, I think that's why he will probably hit a high total. But like you say, I wouldn't fancy captain him. I mean, Torre, have you, did you captain, obviously in your big finish last season, did you ever captain Bruno, for example? No, I don't think I did. I don't know why, well, but uh, he, it, he was so cheap and you never know when he stopped uh, producing the points. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't know that before I asked either. I was actually just, just curious. So you just didn't captain him once. I'm assuming you got him in quite early at quite a cheap price. But Yeah, I think uh, the second game he played. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot earlier than I got him in. <laughs> but I, I guess that's why you finished about 
twenty thousand places above me. <laughs> I'll also be very interested to see how um, Donny Van der Beek will in- impact him as well. You you would have you'd be surprised to see him just sat on the bench. You know yeah. he's 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 you know he's come with a very 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 good reputation, but equally he's not someone that's going to take Matic's places, for example, um, or Pogba's. So where's he going to fit in? Obviously. You know he's gonna. Uh, you know Bruno is gonna play every single game. He's, he's he's one of their most important players. But be interesting to see how he's impacted and whether he. Uh, you know I, I've no, I've not watched any of Donny Van der Beek play before, but it'll be interesting to see if you know there's there's an impact on maybe set pieces or uh, his chances created. Interesting to see. It will be. And actually, you've just reminded me. It could be interesting to see if I mean if they play two up front, for example then Rashford might become, you know, almost essential at that 9.5 price. I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, you know, it might be worth watching that Palace game and seeing, you know, the formation they start with. Because that could change all of our views as well. I think the only thing I'd say on that is is that, you know, Greenwood misses out because of obviously what's happened recently in uh, in Iceland and and whatnot. You know, don't don't think that that's going to necessarily you know, govern how they're going to set up for the next few weeks. You know, it, it may just be that he misses out that one game. Um, and then, you know, long term, I can't see them going away from that tip, that 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 um, formation that they used towards the end of last season because it's just, right. it just was so successful for them. Why would they, why would they move from it? Yeah, it's probably wishful FPL manager thinking, hoping that... But he would <laughs> be amazing, you're right, if he was a... If he was an OOP at nine and a half million playing up front for United. Exactly, exactly. It would be. It really would be. Um, but Torre, so we're, we've got the next question. I'll, so I'll direct it at you first, if that's okay. Yeah. So em, it's Emma again on our Slack channel. She's um, asking us to discuss Sterling against KDB. I mean, do you, do you have a preference at all on those? It depends if uh, KDB takes the penalties or not. And of course, the price. But uh, Sterling is more... Uh, explosive but the uh, kdb is getting you points every week and uh, that's important too so if we assume that kdb is going to be on penalties yeah, then would you def- go, yeah i will go kdb then yeah I, I i think he might be on penalties i mean aguero he before he got injured he'd missed a few from what i remember anyway so it does seem like it's kdb's to to lose if anything and i also I had so. Sterling, i had sterling last season and uh he do not didn't do much for me, but uh, then in the end he exploded and I didn't have him. So, oh, you didn't? Oh, wow! So you could have been, you could have won it if you got Sterling at the end, or not? <laughs> if I was uh, picking uh, wiser uh, captaincy's choices, I would win it <laughs> because oh, I wow. saw I had uh, I had uh, four hundred and something captain points, and I saw so one that had uh, nearly seven hundred. Oh wow! That's yeah, that's mad because I think I had about five eighty. So yeah. if you'd had my captain luck, <laughs> I, would, I would have won it then. <laughs> you'd have won the whole thing. Oh wow! <laughs> what What about you, Josh? Um, do you have a preference with Sterling and and KDB? KDB's on my wild card um, purely because he's someone that I'll stick with for the season. Um, whereas Sterling will flit in and out of my team depending on fixtures, and if I'm honest with you, also depends on the whole who you know Jesus. An Aguero um, impact because I, I, I feel passionately about Sterling plays better with with Jesus in the team, not Aguero. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, so I'll, yeah, KDB for me out of the two. See, I think I'd go for both. 
Uh, actually, I'm pretty confident I will go for both when I wildcard next week. Obviously, I'm going to look at the Wolves fixture first, but I almost try and see them as two. Like, I almost try and forget they play on the same team. KDB, he's going to be one of the top point scorers in the game. But Sterling, he's one of my favourite players to captain in the game. So I really do think I'm going to try and get both in. And maybe it's going to, I'm going to have to make sacrifices elsewhere. I love them both. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of a, it's a cop-out answer. But I, th- I think they're brilliant. And if I could only have one, if FPL was a game where you could only have one, I'd have Sterling because of that captaincy. I just think his ceiling is, you know, it's sky high. You know, I think his ceiling is sky high, but his floor's lower. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, where I would rather would rather get a um you know seven eight points from KDB, and then you know and let's be honest he has had big hauls KDB, but you know I'd rather have a slightly lower ceiling and a and a higher floor in KDB as a captain option than a lower uh, floor in Sterling and a higher ceiling because you're prone you know you likely get more blanks, and I think he's. Sterling's amazing, but he's he's very un, very unpredictable. I mean, he's one of the hardest players in the league to to pinpoint when he's going to haul. You know, it, last season it was all away from home. It's, you know that that's tough to call. So the opposite of Salah. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Maybe flip flip those two, but if their fixtures marry up perfectly. Yeah, I, I think I just picked captains differently to you, Josh, because I like to go for the player I think can get a hat-trick. And obviously I missed Salah <laughs> this week. But I just feel players like Sterling can get a hat-trick or more. I I can't see KDB getting a hat-trick. And he's probably going to do it against Wolves now. But that's that's for me why I'd go for both. And I'd get Sterling in because he's the because he's the captain option. Um, it does lead us quite nicely into our into our next um, headline, which is how do we fit in all the premiums? So obviously we've covered Man City. Well, we've covered Sterling and KDB. But I mean, do, do you guys have preferences to what premiums you're looking at? So Torre, is there is there certain premiums when you do do wildcard that you're definitely going to get, or certain premiums you're targeting? I think I will have Bruno and uh, KDB, and uh, maybe I will put in James Rodriguez. He isn't premium, but uh, yeah. And then uh, try to catch Aubameyang and Salah when they're uh, yeah meeting poor teams at home. So okay, so they'd be more rotational for you, Aubameyang yeah. and Salah, because yeah, because they're a bit more expensive than the rest, aren't they? So it just feels nice. Not you can't really hold them too long if you're not going to captain them or you don't like their fixtures. Um, no. You just uh, have to try to, to get them in when they have a nice fixture and captaining them, and then you can sell them. Is there any um, Chelsea players that you like? Any premium Chelsea assets? I have a Timo Werner. He will probably be here for uh, the entire season, I guess. Yeah, I think he's he's very popular as well with his ownership, so I, I can see why. Um, he's one I'm, I'm scared to sell for now, but he, is a, he does seem to be that wait and see. I mean, what about you, Josh? Who would you... I don't know if it leads into your wildcard, really, but you know what premiums do you want on your wildcard? Are they, are they set and you're not going to change them? Or I think it's, um, first of all, the most important thing is is how many you go for, not necessarily who. Um, it's, you know, is do you want to go for two? Um, and when I say two premiums, I think we're talking 10 million and above. So we're really talking Bruno and above in terms of midfielders, and Vardy and above in terms of strikers. I'd include um, Rashford as well, I think, as a premium. Yeah, I mean, 9. I, think, 5. I think, you know, for me, I would rather go for two and have a more balanced team than three and be playing a bunch of 4.5 defenders every week. KDB's a lock. 
Um, and then alongside him, I've got a Bamiang for this week who will rotate um, that position, as Torre just mentioned, with other captable, captainable options week on week. Um, and then uh, the other sort of uh, expensive players that you could say, but not um, not quite as expensive and, and premium as, as, as those guys I mentioned, I've got a, a Werner and Martial. So those are my sort of four expensive players, really. I think that, you know, it, it all sounds great, um, you know, thinking oh, I'd go for KDB and Bruno and Salah and Aubameyang. But once you actually, you know, start to look at it, it's, it's harder than you think. And there's going to be so many times that every single one of us, you know, no matter how good a season you end up having, misses out on a big haul. Obviously, some people missed out on Salah this week. There's going to be, that's going to happen you know, fairly fairly regularly because of the amount of premiums that there are in the game this season. Um, so I think you've just got to got to really pick your pick your poise and run with it, and then also choose as to whether you do want to rotate. You know, the big hitters um, with the, you know sort of upside chasing um, you know uh, methods of, of late riser or you want to go with a little bit more steady, slow and steady approach and by maybe having Bruno in your team who you're never going to take out. I think if you want to go for this, I mean, it sounds good on in theory to switch between all these premiums. Obviously, you both mentioned Salah and Aubameyang, for example, and bring them in and out at the right time. But I just think it's you've got to have the rest of your squad quite nailed down. So you've got to have you you want to keep money out of your defence and your goalkeeper as much as possible. But you also want them to be nailed because you don't want to be using your transfers on these cheap little defenders. You know, your James Justins, your Vinagres. If you're going to be using all your transfers on, you know, what is effectively, you know, luxury transfers. Yeah. Um, so. Tore, I mean, with your with your team at the moment, are you happy with how it is? Are you going to be wild carding, you know, <clears throat> so, soonish? Do you have a plan for that? Well, if you asked me yesterday, I, I would wild card this week because uh, <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the more I look at my team, I think it's good enough for at least one more week, and I just uh, do one more transfer this week, and uh, next week. Uh, I think I have two wildcard really to get in uh, Wolverhampton players, getting City, United. There's a there's big fixture swings next week, and I mean that's yeah. why that's why I'm looking at next week as well. But I think it's just yeah, if we want to do this plan, it sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Switching a, a Bamiyang and Salah, but it's just getting the base of the team right for the long term. Yeah. Because I mean, at the moment I've got players like Rob holding in, and I mean. He's good if he plays. They've got good fixtures, um, although those good fixtures end next week. So I think we've just got to prioritise, you know, not using transfers on defenders, if if possible, um, to do like what is effectively the late riser strategy. Um, but I think that that pretty much covers the premium players. Um, obviously, we've not covered the defenders, but that moves us on to headline number four, which is, is it time to reconsider the Liverpool defence? So we've got a few questions on Twitter. FPL Doodles, um, it has asked, is Trent Alexander-Arnold a must-own this season? FPL says, do you have any concerns over the Liverpool defensive ability? Leaky after Project Restart, concede three at home despite being full strength. And Batting Baba has said, I currently have both Robbo and Trent in my squad. Looking forward to offload one to improve my attack. Which one do you take out? So I think these all these questions are all 
quite similar. If we go to you first, Tori, how do you feel about the Liverpool defence? Do you have just Trent or do you have both? I just have Trent, but uh, he will probably be there uh, the entire season and uh, Liverpool will uh, they will come good. You saw that even they conceded uh, two, uh, goal, three goals this uh, last game, they uh, still came up with points, assists and goals. Oh, yeah. Well, Robertson did, didn't he? And he was stealing some of Trent's corners as well. I mean, does, yeah. that, does, does that worry you a little bit? A little bit, but uh, I would give him uh, some games to get up in uh, match shape. Awesome. And what do, you, what do you think, Josh? So you're obviously, you you were on double Liverpool, Liverpool defence, weren't you? So you had Trent and Robertson. Yeah, the plan was always to go to one on wildcard. Um, I think... It, it's it's also about the premiums that we obviously just covered um, previously in, in that it's very difficult to go for both of them this season because of the amount of premiums there are in the game that you want from City, United, Chelsea and obviously Liverpool in the form of Salah and Mane. So I think it's, it's tough to go for both of them. Um, I would still stick with DAA. Um, and yes, Robertson looked better against Leeds. But I think you've got to bear in mind that, you know, Trent was the first player on everyone's team sheets this season, pretty much, before Game Week 1 started. It's one game. The other thing is is that Trent is obviously 7.5 and Robertson 7. So if you, say, for example, sold Trent and kept Robertson, or, or, or if I, for example, went with Robertson on my wild card. Um, and not Trent or even Virgil van Dijk. Um, I think it's it's, it's then going to be really a bit of a pain to then go back up there, you know, yeah. once, once Trent starts to look as he normally does. I would rather suffer the pain over the next maybe few weeks of Robertson outscoring Trent for a bit and 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 kind of watch and if i wish to go down and i'm and i'm happy to i've got a spare transfer to use on it by all means i i would consider doing it then but i think it's highly unlikely yeah i think i'm the same as both of you i'm I, i'm just gonna have trent i think when i wildcard i stick with trent like you say it's hard to get back up that extra half a million if trent starts performing like he did last season and yeah just trying to squeeze those um those premium assets in you can't be spending money on defense i also I mean, think I've... trent is a, he is a captaincy option i mean i was i was sat there in the end of last season going like guys he's, he's he you could captain him ahead of roberts robertson that's a, cap, a captain option this week yeah yeah and, yeah and maybe towards the towards the end of last season as well it's it's just trying to fit both of them in and i think with defense obviously people say they're midfielders etc but there's so many cheap defenders that you can get and a lot of these cheap defenders showed the kind of scores they can put up this week like reese james at five million um the wolves defenders could put up similar defensive numbers to obviously i don't want to get carried away because it was against sheffield united but they they finished the season quite strongly and wolves potentially could put up similar defensive numbers to liverpool at you know a slightly cheaper price um i mean tall would would wolves defenders be on your radar for example ahead of maybe Obviously, you're not going to go for the double up, but I mean, the Wolves your next favourite. Are there any particular defenders you like? Oh, I'm going to go with uh, Size from Wolves. Maybe Cody. Uh, yeah, we're going to see uh, if they say buy this uh, new left winger. Uh, what's his name? Alex Telles. Yeah, he's he's got an amazing reputation. Some of the stats and uh, and stuff that he's he's been producing look 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 pretty uh, pretty special. 
would you really go for Cody? Because I, there was this stat about Cody. Um, he's got the same XG as Patricio over the last two seasons. He just seems like the most boring pick. Um, he's like more boring than Gomez, perhaps. <laughs> well, sometimes you need to have a boring pick in your squad to, to double up on Wolves in uh, three, four games when they're meeting uh, poor teams. That's yeah. You get, I think you get, um, give you points. I think. Cody is boring. I completely agree, but you know he is the captain, and at five million, you know there's never a chance of him missing a game, really, unless maybe he's I'm, injured or maybe, suspended. Maybe I'm seeking too much excitement. But for example, if someone had Reese James last night, they conceded. They're probably gutted. These clean sheets gone, and then bam, he scores. Yeah. Um, you're, I, I mean, maybe it will happen, but Connor Cody is probably not going to score. It's more fun with Reese James, of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think maybe I, I like to have, I mean, the clean sheets, Wolves will get clean sheets. It's just having that extra little bit of hope that. Yeah, <laughs> you either you either go for size and, and, and he misses, you know, the old, the old game now and again, or you pay 0.5 more for Bolly or yeah. you get a wing back when they're nailed. I mean, I think really with the wing backs with Wolves, you can't really go there until the transfer deadline's done. You know, they've got obviously that is it is it Mar- Marcel who played on uh, on Sunday against Sheffield United. I thought he looks all right, pretty average. Um, but you know, I wouldn't go there right now because they could sign someone else. Vinagra could could crop up again if he decides to stay. So I think stick with 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 one of the three centre backs to start off with until until the wing backs are settled. Yeah, it's game week three. So next week, when their fixtures get really good, they got West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Palace. I mean, I'd, I'd want a defender or two, you know, if, if possible. But I mean, if Rhys James, if he trusts, if Lampard trusts Rhys James in that Liverpool game, I think he's as good as nailed. And I'm just, I'm just going to go for it, and <laughs> I'm just going to get him in for five million. But, I've got a feeling Rhys James actually in that Liverpool game is a small chance. Don't hold me to this. That we see him in centre midfield. Wow. Um, big big game. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me too much to see him in centre midfield alongside Angola Kante, and um, and Azpilicueta playing right back. As what happened when Azpilicueta came on for Jorginho uh, last night. Um, I don't you know. But Kovacic is, he, is back, isn't he? Is he? Is he was, back he, week, he, was is he? Suspe- he was suspended. Yeah. Okay. I've heard this with Trent before, where Trent's going to play in centre midfield, yeah. and then it. But you know, I do think with Reece James. Okay, if it doesn't happen this weekend, which it probably won't, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts a game in centre midfield at some point this season, because I think he is he is made for that holding midfielder role as a, as, a, as a backup to the others we've got. And I think that, you know, his energy in there alongside N'Golo Kante, um, is obviously alongside his tackling ability, it would be, it'd be pretty pretty amazing, those two as a as a pair. You, talk, you talked me out of him last week. I wasn't going to mention this, and now you're bigging him up. <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking at him last week. He's one of my, he's, he's my favourite players, but I just feel... Felt that with Azpilicueta captain, um, that it was never a hundred percent that he was going to start, and because I was obviously, essentially, you know, free hitting really with with because I was wild carding this week, you know, that game week one team because I had wanted to have 
bare bones on the bench in terms of value. I, I had to have completely 100% nailed players, so I couldn't risk it. But That's I went for Romain Sice instead, so it, it, it worked out even better by one point, I think. You, you could have had both, but yeah. Oh, um, don't. But we move on from defenders. I think that's that's covered the, the main defenders after just one week of information anyway. So our fifth and final headline is, could it be a sweet time to jump on the toffees? So we've got questions on Twitter. So FPOSOS is... He's saying, Everton, do we wait and see for another game week or is it time to jump on them now? So he's listed the prices and the ownerships of the players. So obviously, we've got Calvert-Lewin, Digne, uh, James and Decore. Um, So if we go to you first, Torre, is there any Everton players you'll, you'll be considering or, or will be considering either this week or, or next week? Uh, I have already transferred in James Rodriguez for Kai oh, Havertz. Nice. Wow. Yeah, he was one I was looking at as well. So you, you fancy that, that West Brom game? Yeah, because Everton looks uh, much better now, and uh, they have uh, very easy games. And uh, James Rodriguez, he, he's a quality player. He, mm. People say he hasn't really delivered the last years, but uh, he has. And uh, but he is the kind of player that uh, needs to be the number one in a club. He needs to have confidence. He needs to play ten games. He needs to be the star. And he can be that in Everton. He can take corner kicks. He can take free kicks. He can take penalty kicks. And uh, I'm hundred percent sure that he will deliver, and at seven and a half million, that's that's very cheap. Would he would he be the only one you look at? Is I mean, obviously he's the one you're getting in next week. So, but let's pretend you wildcard next week. Do you think you'd go for? I know you'd obviously have watched more games by then, more Everton games. But would there be any others you'll you'll be considering? I would, of course, uh, look at uh, Dinier and uh, maybe Calvert Lewin. Yeah, brilliant. And what what about you, Josh? Are you looking at any on on your wildcard? I really want Richarlison. Um, I've hyped yeah, him up he, a bit on the pods. It's greedy though, isn't he? This week. Yeah, I, I just think he's going to have a really good season, but he's, he's got a really awkward price at eight million. Um, like DCL is really easy to bring him in for a bit if he's not looking great and he's not, you know, he's not, he's not performing and he's not getting the, you know, goals and assists, and whatnot. He's very easy to to downgrade to any of the six or six point five million strikers. Whereas Richarlison obviously takes up that little bit more budget. And yeah, he looked every, so every... much better than Calvert Lewin though did he? against Spurs. Yeah, no, he did. I mean, everything was going through Richarlison. Really? I mean, Calvert Lewin's goal was like fantastic header, mm. but Richarlison. I mean, he should have he should have scored or at least squared it for Calvert Lewin. Yeah, it was one of the only games I missed, actually, um, watching over game week one. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's more it's more his price that's difficult. And, and you know, as we've been talking about, fitting all these premiums in, making sure you've got a decent defence, you know, that, that million can go a long way. For that reason, you know, downgrading DCL when I wish to um, is, is a lot easier. So I'll probably just go that route. And I also think... From a positioning perspective, obviously, you know, you you watch the game against Spurs, but from a positioning um, perspective, DCL is always in the middle. Therefore, he should get more big chances than Richarlison. Yeah, I think it was a it was a funny game because Doherty's obviously is very attacking, so maybe there was a lot more space, and so maybe that's one little caveat with that with that game. It was it was a very a very odd game because you had Son pushing Coleman right back. Yeah, um, and then you had Dinia and Doherty just bombing up the wings. So there could be a lot of 
things that change, you know, after the West Brom game, although it's a very good fixture. So, I, I mean, I envy you, Torre, getting a player in now. I, you know, I envy you getting James, even though it was between him and the player I ended up bringing in. And we got Decore as well. Now, obviously, at Watford, he was playing, you know, after Christmas, I think, in that Pearson team, he was playing the number 10 role. And obviously, he's 5.5 million. He might not be quite as advanced, although he did create a couple of chances in the game. Would either of you look at Decore as a, as a, you know, I guess he's not a budget enabler because he's 5.5, but is he, is he one you'd consider? Uh, maybe over some Maximan, for example, Torre? I would wait and see, to just to, because this is Everton and uh, they could uh, lose the next game. <laughs> it's, it's true, actually. It's very true. It's like it's like Alan said in his in his stats little roundup. He said, you know, Everton might become Everton again. Yeah. And th- there is always that worry with them, although they, they did look a lot better at the weekend. I guess we do have that little advantage when we're wildcarding next week is we have a bit more information that Josh has right now, you know, on if Everton are actually a, a good team or if Spurs are just a, a bad team. Yeah, and I would rather go with uh, Rodriguez and uh, DCL instead of uh, Ducore. Dinia, I think we're just, just cover him quickly. I mean, yeah. he's, he's six million. Do you, I mean, do you think it's like we were saying earlier, we want to spend less money maybe in defence to afford the, you know, afford the more premium assets? If you can afford him, I would have him in my team for the next uh, three or four games. Yeah, he could he could be a nice differential. I actually like Coleman personally. Um, yeah, he was five... having a hard time with Son. <laughs> was he? Yeah, at, he was. At he five was million, getting... I just think, I think he, we could see a, the old Seamus Coleman a bit more this season. Um, I think he's had a bit of an issue with injuries recently. Obviously, he had a bit more competition from Sadibi last season. He's still the Everton captain. Um, and I just think of, for a million less, and again, it's another one of how far that million can go within your team. I would personally go for Coleman over Dina at the moment. Um, just, yeah, just from a budget perspective. All right, guys, I've just had a WhatsApp from the Iceman. He needs a piss. So that means we all need to piss as well. Um, so we'll be back in a second. Sorry about that, listeners, and welcome back. So we're going to move now to the questions. Question from Matt on our Slack channel. He's saying, given his output last year and a good start for Arsenal and likely minutes week in, week out, unlikely Chelsea, is William a nice and cheap way into the Arsenal midfield without spending big on Aubameyang? So what do you think about that, Torre? Do you think um, William can cover Aubameyang? No, I don't think so. Because he had a great first game, but... uh... Suddenly Arteta changes the system or uh, the players and they have uh, Pepe. Pepe is back and he starts firing the free kicks. Saka has to play some games. And uh, yeah, he won't play 90 minutes every week. No. And what, what do you think, Josh? I don't think you can cover Aubameyang's points for Arsenal. I mean, he's one of the most talismanic players in the league. So um, yeah, not, 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 not at all personally, in my opinion. No, I think yeah. If you're going to captain, if you're going to captain an Arsenal player, it's got it's got to be Aubameyang, isn't it? Even for that price, I think if if you're confident of a fixture, Willian's a great you know a side dish, as it were. You could have Aubameyang captain with Willian alongside him, but I mean to captain him, I think that's a a little too far. 
So we've got Jeff. He's asking the biggest of all questions. And I, he's asking how that wild card's coming along, Josh. So I, th- I think we'll we'll leave that for now, won't we? When we go to our trapped-ins, I think you're going to run us through your wild card. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen your wild card, so I'm I'm intrigued myself. Um, we've got a question from the Iceman on Slack. So he's asking if you captained Abamyang over Salah, how much can you punch yourself in the face that you didn't listen to Stefan? So I mean, I think we can all all relate with this. I mean, Torre, what do you what do you think? <laughs> what, what I did the same thing, and but uh, I'm not angry at myself because. Uh, I was 100% sure that Aubameyang would score a goal. I was not sure that Salah would score a goal at all. So, uh, and Oba scored. So, yeah, I'm happy, even if I missed out on some vital points. Yeah, I mean, you you had both, so it probably makes it, you yeah. know, you're, you're happy. So, I mean, what about you, Josh? Yeah, I had both as well. I'm happy. I never considered Salah, really. Um, he was in there more uh, to cover both the, you know, the top captains that week um uh, never really considered him i didn't really know what to expect from leeds really either I, I actually expected them to be a bit tighter than they were um i thought it'd be quite fast paced but not i thought that, that they'd be a bit more yeah a bit tighter i think that they were missing their captain cooper um impacted them more than you know more than we thought and i, I don't think anyone even knew that he was out so um no, I'm I'm quite comfortable with the decision. Just happy to own, really. Yeah, I and mean, as someone who didn't own him, I <laughs> own him at all. I think I'm just gonna punch myself in the face maybe twenty times. So we've got a question from John Truelove. He's also asking about William. Is William a suitable suitable captain option this week? Had plans for Orba like most others, but the way Salah played is making him the 12 million player I want to keep. So too risky to consider no Orba. So I guess he's trying to cover. He can't get Aubameyang in because he wants to keep Salah. So, I mean, would you captain? So if you don't have Aubameyang, um, Torre, for example, if you don't have Aubameyang, would you captain William then? Or would you look elsewhere? It depends on his uh, other 10 players, really. But uh, I would never captain William. No chance. <laughs> and, and I don't think I don't think I would have him in my team at all, but uh, because he's a rotation risk. Well, I mean, I think he's saying, is it too risky to consider Noah Bamiang keeping Salah? I know John's on uh, on wild card as yeah, well. So I think he's saying he's so he's got Salah and he was mm-hmm. going to move to Bamiang, yeah. but he's now considering getting William in. So maybe for Havertz, I'm, to I'm cover, assuming to cover or Ali, to cover, or Ali. Oh. yeah. Yeah, he's on he's on wild card, so you know he can he can obviously do um do whatever. But I think for me, um, Aubameyang's a standout captain for this week. I think he's going to be the high, you know, the highest captain player this week. So yeah, I would I would go into it with with him over over Salah personally this week. He signed a new contract, so he delivers a hat trick. Yeah, Fingers there crossed. we go. Yeah, I mean I agree. He is the he is the best captain I think, and. I mean, I learnt my lesson last week with not even owning Salah. Um, try and, you know, captain is the most important thing. So, yeah, I think I'd try and get a Yang in. I'd rather have a Bamiyang this week than Salah. You know, it's, it's down to you, John. Good luck. Um, we got a question from Jay Ross. He's asking, would you rather use your transfers this game week to bring in United or Everton assets? This might come into our, you know, our trapped-ins later. Now, I know I know that, Torre, you've already brought in an Everton asset. Yeah, but if I had the chance, uh, I would bring in United instead. Oh, wow. Okay, so it was, was it more of a structure thing? Because you were getting rid of Havertz and there's no Man United midfielders you can get in apart from... 
I could uh, I could take Greenwood, but I don't trust Greenwood. If I could no. take in yeah. uh, Bruno or Rashford, I would do that. No, that makes sense. So, I mean, what about Martial? Was that an option for you or? Yeah, but he's a striker, and uh, then I have to take a hit. But uh, yeah. the original yeah. plan was to get to go Ings to Martial and uh, Salah to Bruno for uh, minus four. Yeah, and then Salah's complicated everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Havertz. Um, uh, of course, of course. I mean, what about you, Josh? I think it all depends on who you, you know, what your priority is. Look at your weak links in your team. Obviously, Torre's done that and looked at Havertz and gone, well, I don't really want him to own, to own him for this week, so I'm going to get rid of him for uh, James Rodriguez. But I think, yeah, start with who you're looking to get rid of and then work out how a United or Everton asset can potentially fit into that. They're obviously wildly different in terms of price. Um, so, I you know, couldn't say necessarily one or the other just about who you're looking to get rid of, really. Yeah, and I think it depends on, again, when you're wildcarding as well, because obviously you're looking at how many fixtures you're going to be getting out of that player. Out of that player. Um, but our final question comes from Alan in our Slack, or our final Slack question, sorry. Um, so he's asking, one more week of Spurs attackers, or should we? Should our knees be jerking like crazy? Josh, do you have any Spurs players in your team, um, your wildcard team? I had no Spurs players in Game Week 1 team and no Spurs in my wildcard team. That says um, it, really. <laughs> yeah, their fixtures are still all right, though, you know. Um, so their next five have got... Southampton away, Newcastle home, United away, West Ham at home, Burnley away. They're not bad. There's just not really one there that really excites me. I think. What if you, um, what if you weren't wildcarding? Because, for example, I've got Kane and I'm quite happy keeping Kane for the next two, mainly because of that Newcastle game you've just mentioned. Um. That, yeah, that um no, said it all. You didn't sound. Yeah. There's no need to sell. I don't think there's any reason to sell. I think Ali's a different situation. He got he got taken off injured, didn't he? I have mixed mixed things on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's there's. Uh, I don't think there's any real need to sell uh, Son or Kane for Southampton away, Newcastle at home. Um, I wouldn't be buying any of them, and I wouldn't be including any of them in a wild card personally. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're getting the most they can get out of Sun at the moment. Um, and Kane's just so unpredictable in FPL. And there's times when he just looks incredible and you want him in your team. And then there's other times when he's a defensive midfielder. And I just he's hard to sell. Uh, he's hard to sell because yeah, I kind of envy you. because yeah. you, you, you've got the, the uh, you know, memories of how amazing he was a few seasons ago. And it could be memories on this he makes this weekend. Like you just don't know with a player yeah. like that, and especially with these penalties. I mean, players like players like Kank, you know, he could get a hat trick. That's why He's I'm got happy. Great record against Southampton. Great record. Yeah, they said that about Everton though. He seems to have a great record against. Maybe <laughs> Kane's just got a great record against yes, everyone. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Torre, um, do you have any Spurs players? Are you looking at any? No, I don't have any, and I won't add anyone either. So. But he said Spurs attackers. Does he have more of them? If he just had Kane, stay with Kane. If he have Kane and Son, sell one of them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I didn't double up on them and double up on their attack in the end. And they've yeah, also Kane's... both got easy price points to sell. Do you know what I mean? You can I mean, go. Yeah. Kane go. can go to Aguero. That was one that actually tempted well, me, but it, it sounds bit, like I think. Yeah, that's that's what I decided. It said he might be in contention. So yeah. and he's you not. Can... A... 
you can go Sun to Rashford, you can go Kane to Martial, or the easy, easy moves to be made there. I feel like, I see, I've got Kane, and moving to Martial, I don't know, it just doesn't fill me with much confidence. So I'd rather keep Kane, but obviously I always seem to have Kane, so maybe that's... Maybe I shouldn't have got him in the first place. We'll move on to a question from Twitter. So we've got Ryan, the FPL guy. So he's asking who your prime target should be if you're wildcarding. So Josh, I know you're going to do your wildcard reveal in a minute. So I'm going to ask you, Torre, um, if you were wildcarding this week when Josh is obviously wildcarding. Yeah. You know, who would, would there be certain players you don't have that you'll be targeting or players you've got that you'll definitely be keeping? I think I would be keeping Aubameyang. But just for this week and then uh, go to KDB or Sterling the next week I would uh, keep uh, Werner but uh, maybe I would uh, load up on uh, Martial, Bruno James Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin and some, some maybe some cheap uh, defenders like Lamptey Lewis and uh, maybe a Leeds uh, defender Ailing or Dallas and uh, if uh, Amy Martinez goes to Aston Villa uh, put him in, he's a great goalkeeper yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of those, actually. I probably would look at, yeah, you definitely got to have one of those cheap Leeds defenders. I mean, you possibly could look at two, although the, I guess between game week three and four or between four and five, their fixtures aren't that great. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see, you know, how many of those players Josh has got. But we'll leave. I'm not going to ask you that question, Josh, because we're going we're gonna to do your team in a minute, your wildcard team. Sounds um, good. So Gary has asked on Twitter, best five-point defenders out of Davis, Dyer, and Coleman. If you have to pick one, Davis, Dyer, or Coleman, Josh, I'm guessing you're going to say Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Torre, what about you? I'm going to say Coleman as well, but uh, if I was Gary, I would uh, put in Sice or someone yeah. from Wolverhampton and put them yeah. on the bench this week. I completely agree. Yeah, the fixture's not great this week. Um but yeah, I'd go Sice as well. Or even you could do the same, couldn't you, with uh, Reese James? Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's some, the nice, some nice uh, options at that price defensively. But yeah, Sice and James are great. Coleman's good. There's, there's, there's others as well. Bellerin, as I've mentioned, the last few weeks. Um, Luke Shaw. You know, there's 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 lots of good options there. You just don't want it to be a transfer waiting to happen at that price. I know it's only five million, but if you do that with a couple of players, you know, you're using. You know, a little bit of your budget that you could be using for these premium players you mentioned earlier. You don't want to get stuck with like, you know, I don't know, a Basham, for example. And then you're thinking, oh, we, they got destroyed by Wolves. Do I want them anymore? I think you have to be very confident about a 5 million player over the 4.5. We'll do another question. So Norbert on Twitter. So it's a quick one for you guys. So Tor, would you go for Greenwood or Foden if you had to pick one? Greenwood if uh, United doesn't uh, buy uh, Sancho. Brilliant. And what about you, Josh? I'd go Foden, personally. Yeah, I'd see, I think I'd be on Foden as well. I think he's a little bit cheaper, isn't he? I should have checked this. He's a million he's a, cheaper. Yeah, he's a million cheaper. He plays for the better side, or the more attacking side, sorry. Yeah, I'd go for Foden. Although... The only thing I'd say about Foden versus Greenwood, obviously, at the moment, until any until United signs someone, Sancho or, or someone else um, in, in that position, um, to compete with Greenwood... Greenwood is obviously, until that happens, more nailed than Foden. Um, and I think, but with Foden, I think he's, he's he's one of those sorts of players that if you're going to go for him, you've got to ride the good times and the bad times of when he's benched, when he gets brought off um, and, and and stick with it, not get frustrated um, with yeah. with you know his, 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 his reduced minutes at times. And our final question is from Bad FPL. He's asking, why do I have Saka? 
what was I thinking picking Saka? I should sell him, right? Who can I sell him for? Tor, if you had Saka, because it's a difficult one, he's a cheap 5.5 million player, but Arsenal have probably on paper the best fixture this week. So if you had Saka, would you roll the dice and keep him for one more week or would you be moving him on for someone else? Well, it's a reason why he chose him because he played very good in the preseason and uh, I would have him for one more week and then sell him for uh, someone else, maybe Saint-Maxima or someone. Yeah, I agree completely. With that fixture, I would I would keep him. I mean, do you disagree, Josh? Yeah, I wouldn't sell him for the simple reason being presuming he's got no money uh, left to, to put on top of Saka. He's, he, he's got that fixture as well. Well, also, even if he did, to be honest, there's not really much at six million either. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I just don't really like the other options at that price. So I would stick with him. And if he really doesn't like the idea of playing him, I'd just look at your bench and see if you've got someone else that you, you're willing to throw in instead. I don't think he'll sack or start though. I mean. You don't you don't win three nil and William gets three assists and then take him out. Do you know what I mean? And it mm. looks to me like Saka's not not doing the whole sort of left back left wing back thing anymore. Um, I think he's he's going to be part of that front three or maybe the very occasional you know game in centre midfield. I don't think he's going to be playing left back much. So yeah, I don't expect him to start personally. No, but I think I think if I, I would just hold him, I you know I wouldn't want to sell him ahead of that fixture. And if he cameos off the bench for a one pointer, you know, so be it. We had some feedback this week from Mister Fish. I like your name, Mister Fish. Um, he said, "Good listen, lads. I feel like the new presenters have really found their stride. Plus, the co-host Paxman has an incredibly therapeutic and reassuring voice. LOL. Keep up the good work. So well done, Josh, for your therapeutic and reassuring voice. That cracked me up." Yeah, I just hope I didn't. I just hope I didn't put him to sleep with my uh, incredible, ther- incredibly therapeutic and reassuring voice. It was. Uh, yeah, it made me laugh when I read that. Yeah, it, it did. Make, it made you sound. I don't know if he's calling you boring or not. I I doubt it. I doubt it. And I mean, I'm sure um, Torre. He's probably thinking that we've not found our stride because you've heard all the stuff we're having to edit out at the start where <laughs> I've been stumbling over my words. So <laughs> we'll move on to our partner chat. So we've got Mikhail Tokram's algorithm each and every week. That can be found if you go to patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm, or you can Google it. And obviously he gave a team to James last week and his feedback is hilarious. <laughs> so he's put, this is aimed at the Iceman. The algorithm team I gave you scored 78 points this week, but I noticed you only accepted six of the 15 players I gave you. Feels right you lagged 22 points already. Anyway, let's try to sort this mess of yours. In defence, your best available move is Robertson to Wambasaka. In midfield, over to Rashford. But that move is, of course, better next game week, so not an option. And in attack, Antonio to Wood. All these moves, they are quite marginal. And you know you need to spend a transfer next week selling Aubameyang. You might get more serious issues later, as well as you need the flexibility to redistribute Aubameyang funds next week. Clear, save transfer and take any price falls on the chin. So that's some really good advice, and I mean, like I like I said last week, Mikel, um, the Iceman's just gonna just gonna ignore the ignore the advice. But I love reading your feedback you give to him. So we're also partnered with the Fantasy Football Hub, and have been given the exclusive sign up offer of Surgery Twenty Five. So if you want to get your stats, go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk. You can sign up there for twenty five percent off with the code Surgery Twenty Five. As always, we're partnered with FPL Doodles, 
on Twitter. He's at FPL Doodles one and he does the artwork for the pod release tweet each and every week. So Traptons, guys. So we'll start with you, Josh. Actually, no, we won't start with you, Josh. We're g- you're going to be last because you're, you're wildcarding. Um, so we, we move over to you, Torre. What's your transfer this week and who's your captain? Kai Hubbard to James Rodriguez and the oh. captain will be Aubameyang. Brilliant. Now my, my transfer, don't forget, it's only a one week punt. So I bought it. I bought in Willian for for Havertz. I've also sold Havertz. I had the same concerns you do, Torre. I was thinking, will he play? Will he not play? But he played so well, and everyone's going to be captain Aubameyang. I'm going to be captain Aubameyang. So I just wanted that extra Arsenal player. I wanted to have three Arsenal players ahead of the wild card because a lot of people aren't going to be bringing players like that in because their fixtures are horrific. You know, like Mikel said on his algorithm to James. Arsenal, you know, Abamyang is a sell next week. So, yeah, I bought in Willian. I'm going to have three Arsenal players holding Willian and Abamyang captain. And then I just hope Arsenal don't do Arsenal things. But we're, <laughs> we'll move on now to Josh and your wildcard team. Okay, so um, my squad, I'll, uh, I'll tell you. Um, so I've gone double Aston Villa goalkeepers after uh, Emmy Martinez signs, which is imminent. Um, and apparently he's going to be eligible for the weekend. So Martinez and Nyland, because Nyland actually started um, tonight in the Carabao Cup ahead of Steer. So then defensively, I've gone uh, TAA, Reese James, uh, Seamus Coleman, uh, Romain Sice and Ailing of Leeds. Um, so playing a back four. So essentially TAA three uh, 5.0 defenders and and, and Ailing as as the one the 4.5 who's going to spend you know most weeks uh, as my first sub um, midfield um, three in midfield uh, Bamiang De Bruyne Foden and then my two 4.5s on the bench uh, who are the two that I feel are most nailed Oriol Romeo and uh, Reed of Fulham exciting ones though yeah exactly um, and then three up front. Uh, Werner, Martial and Calvert-Lewin. Um, so yeah, 4-3-3 three, three, um, and then it'll be uh, essentially my bench most weeks will be Nyland, um, Ailing, Romeo and Reed. Brilliant. Yeah, I played around with a couple of wild cards and it was 4-3-3 three, three was something I ended up on quite a lot. But obviously yeah. my difference was I went Sterling and De Bruyne. But yeah, no, it's, it sounds good. It sounds good. I guess, do you, do you think you're pretty nailed on that? Fairly, fairly set. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's you know I, I've never really been a four four at the back fan. I've always gone three four three or more actually three five two. And I think everyone went into this season thinking, oh, we're all going to play three five two because there was so many premium midfielders. And and yes, there is so many premium midfielders, but obviously you can't afford them all. And for me underneath probably 8.5 million the, the the midfielders the mid-price midfielders as you call them i just think it's such a poor selection this season and i never i've never known it so bad before no um so i thought i don't like the idea of having two 4.5 million midfielders is is something that i would never normally do but at the moment i don't feel like there's any other option i definitely want three strikers I feel like you need four four defenders playing every week to to essentially enable you um, the 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 money and the value to to get the premium players that you want 
um, attacking wise. Yeah, so that's that's what has led me to um, quite happy with with that bench. It's nailed. They all start. I've obviously gone for two two uh, goalkeepers who play for the same club for that reason. And yeah, I think the, 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 there's some nice value in the five point naught defenders. And then that Abamyang slot, which is him and he will be my captain this week, um, can uh, can rotate to the likes of Sterling, Salah, Mane, and and obviously Bruno when uh, when I see fit. Brilliant. Well, yeah, I get, and I guess you won't have another. You've had two in a row where you've released your or your latest draft, and we won't have this again until the new year. So definitely won't. It'll be you yeah, next right. week. Can't wait. You next week and Torre as well. So I'll be keeping an eye on yours as well, Torre. I might. <laughs> you know get a few tips off you josh do you mind going through the leagues quickly so obviously we've got a patreon league and a public league as well i had a quick scan i don't think there's any norwegian names otherwise we'd be calling Torre in to help us out yeah so the uh fpl surgery uh, main league top five and uh, we've got three tied for third at the moment so we've got martin moran with mo's maestros stuart brown with special fried roos uh richie Richu Saju with Rich Club FC. And then second is Hatim Lamuwala with Hazardous FC. And num- and first at the moment is Barry Miller with 55, who got 106 points. Wow. Um, and in the Patreon League, um, we've got uh, so top five. We've got two tied for fourth. Uh, we've got uh, Jonathan Erez with Grandpa's Village. Matthew Greco with uh, Banana Nose Maldonado. Yeah, good old Matt. Um, we've got uh, Jay Rosnick uh, in third with Better Call Solskjaer. In second is Damien Roberts with Close, but no Salah. And <laughs> top is Jonathan Truelove, who is one of our new patrons with Cobra Kai and a score of 94. We've got to do some podcasts on the on the on the Slack League scene as well, haven't we? On the Patreon League, rather. We do, yeah, and we can yeah. also cover uh, the Score Predictor League that we've got, the Goal Score Challenge League, and um, any other funny stuff that we can throw in there. Nice, nice. Well, thanks, thanks for going through that and great pronunciation of all the names. Uh, my favourite one was my favourite team name was Special Freud Royce. Um, now, Torre, can you go through your best three picks for game week two, please? It's uh, Aubameyang, it's Bruno, and it's uh, Martial. So Aubameyang, obviously, we're all captain in, and then the the two Man United as well, which you you can't afford. So fingers crossed that they're wrong because I don't think it, yeah. well, me and you are not going to have any of them, are we? No. <laughs> no maybe um, next week yeah maybe next week maybe next week after the the six nil win against <laughs> palace <laughs> yeah. um what about your differentials have you got three differentials as well yeah it's uh james rodriguez it's calvert lewin and callum wilson oh nice so that's the everton players that's the everton players and obviously newcastle as well Please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. That code is 439HW9. That code again is 439HW9. Check us out at fplsurgery.com. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Twitter. Our Twitter name is at FPL Surgery. You can subscribe on iTunes and please remember to rate the podcast five stars. Or you can email us info at fplsurgery.com. So honestly, Torre, I apologise if I've been pronouncing your name wrong, but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure 
um, to have you on the show. Could you mind actually pronouncing your name correctly, just for the Norwegian listeners? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's uh, Tore Haugenbakke. Brilliant. So it's similar, similar to how I pronounce it. <laughs> Perfect. And, and thank, thanks for having me. It's been no, a blast. Yeah, no, it has. It's, it's been, it's been really good. It's been a lot of fun. Um, do you have any social media that listeners can find you on? Yeah, it's uh, hashtag Bokkelicious at uh, Twitter. Brilliant. And we'll also we we'll tag you, we we'll tag you on Twitter as well. But I'm sure everyone, everyone knows you because obviously after that fantastic finish last season, um, are you confident you'll finish in a similar position this year? No, no, not at all. It's it's been a crazy <laughs> year. I had uh, uh, one year ago, I had uh, 236 followers, and so now I have. Uh, over 4,000. Oh, wow. 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 There's a great rise to fame, as it were. But no, <laughs> yeah. thanks once again for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. And I thanks, think we'll hand over, to, hand over to you, Josh. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Tori Haugenbacher. Yeah, yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> Here, so I've got an idea, Tore. Think, yeah. Let me know what you think of this at the end of the pod. Rather than saying up the pod, I'm going to say up podden. Yeah, okay. Do you <laughs> guys that want make to... sense or was that did that, sound, <laughs> did that sound good enough? Yeah. Would you, would you, would you, as, as a Norwegian listener, would you get that? <sighs> Maybe not. No. <laughs>